Okay, we are recording. <clears throat> yeah, we are recording now. Um, so the question I was going to ask you, because I remember is, how do you feel about the, I guess you would call them the, well, this what I call, first I'll explain first how I see them, and then I'll see if you, what do you feel about them. I call them the educated theists, and I have a problem with them because, you know, because whenever anybody talks about religion, it's not a... It's not a conversation, no matter who talks about it, I guess it depends. If you really break it down, to, it's not a, a, t- a discussion that's done with a lot of facts sometimes behind Make it. Make sure your, uh, your mouth yeah. is more pointed at your mouth. Yeah. So it's not, a, and what I mean by that is, you, in terms of when, at least anyway, when I talk to people who are defending it anyway, they don't normally give any real facts. It's always what I believe. It's not about mm-hmm. an actual, this is this, this is that. And then part of it is my own bias because I feel like they can explain things. But at the same time, there's no actual facts, man. Anything they kind of, and that's not to say nobody ever does, but nobody gives actual genuine. All right, this is that. So I guess then you have that that other group who I consider the intellectual theists, where like they know the history behind a particular story. They don't particularly. Mm-hmm. I would say that they don't particularly believe in the literal of it, in the sense that they don't believe that. Yeah, of course, there was no giant boat that acquired all it. But at the same time. They give rational explanations as to the on the side of the, why they believe it. Like mm-hmm. one argument I always hear from them is the Bible isn't supposed to be looking as literal. It's supposed to be meaning as a, a code as opposed to actual word of law thing into it. And, well, and, and to, to give it more credit, I would say, and I'm throwing the assumption out yeah. there. I might be wrong in in trying to articulate what your thought is. Yeah, but. I think it's more so. I don't want to use the word metaphorical. Yeah. But that's, that's the most apt word. word that I can think of. Like it's not that it's supposed to be even. Because when you say code, and I'm when I hear that, I'm thinking like this needs to be codified. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like one argument here is like, oh, there's a hidden meaning to every story. Like no matter, and then it's not so much about the literal. You shouldn't take the literal seriously because that's not what the Bible or any kind of gospels you may read or any kind so of text. So it's like more, more literary. Yeah, literal. literary than literal, yeah. So it's kind of like, don't actually say it. Don't look at anything you read or what anybody teaches you as the zid. They're really trying to give you a message that you're supposed to take from it yourself and you know improve yourself as a person. But the thing I find about them is, I guess it's a bit of content too. There's this like when they argue with who they consider atheists or people against their stance, they always they always throw that argument that oh I don't mean that you know some good more really happened I mean that there was a message behind it that you had to take from it, but it's like the thing I have so much contention for is the fact that they say that in an argument, but normally these people are always normally professors or but they're always like preachers or rabbis or whatever of their mm-hmm. faith as well. That's not what you teach to your to your congregation or your flock or whatever you want to call them, whatever. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're telling them the literal, but when they get into an argument just to 
cherry pick and not sound fanatical. They because that's the that's also like, the reason like why they're, they're doing. It. Yeah, they're rationalizing it to you as though like hey, I understand what you mean. I think that Noah's Ark is silly too. But luckily, I'm looking at it in a different context. It's like yeah, you say that when you're arguing with me, but when you're talking to Mrs. Johnson and and her three babies on Sunday, you're not telling them that to take from. You're not telling them. Take, I'm about to preach to you. Uh, like that's how preachers talk with it. Uh, and I'm not whatever I'm about to preach to you. Take from it the hidden meaning behind it. They're given the literal. Like when they tell you, and God hates fags. Uh, he's. I apologize to use that word fag, but I'm being like I'm trying to give the best because I've heard this in a. In a no, I'm, I'm being serious. I've seen this yeah, on YouTube where like a guy like and God hates. It. Of course, this was Westboro-ish, but still, it's like the fact is. They're not telling their flock or whatever, take from it what you want, but only the good part is they're literally giving just the literal and telling you this is it. And that's why I have so much contention for is you know damn well that when we talk about, like, okay, one stock argument from an atheist is there's never been any crimes committed in the name of non-belief as opposed to... Well, that's not true. No, it's not true. But Most you know what I mean. Are committed in the name of non-belief. Well, but, but you know what I mean, like the Crusades, the yeah. you know, terror is you know all those terrorist attacks that have fanatics behind them. And then and, the argument against that is basically the did I talk about the no true Scotsman argument already? No, I don't think I've really heard okay. of that. One. But uh, that but they'll they'll bring up you know isolated incidents like that, and then mm-hmm. like oh those were. And then, but then they also say, "Well, they don't represent the whole. They don't represent me." That, they, that is the no yeah, that, that, yeah, and that's and that's why I get irritated. It's like they don't represent me, but they represent that's them. It's like yeah, but we know that whenever we have these discussions at any time, we're not talking about the few, especially on the theist side of it. We're not talking about you who I do consider them different. I do, I do think that they do well to some degree, depending on the topic and the situation. They do use rationale, and then they. I do give them credit. They rationale their belief, which I feel like you don't have to if you believe in something, but I give them credit for doing it. But I also hate the fact that they'll rationale it and say that it's them, but they know damn well that when we make these broad arguments, because people like to generalize. That's just a thing in any kind of argument. People tend to generalize first before you talk about, because there are, we all know in life there's always... uh, inductive, inductive yeah. reasoning. Yeah, like we, we know that there are different individual circumstances for everything, but for the most part, in everything we do from the the stat of how many people are unemployed, obviously not the whole fucking state is unemployed. We know that, but we know that specific people are and for specific reasons and stuff like that. So it's almost like you ignore the idea that when we when people of, of the atheist agnostic side of it speak about People who are, when we say people are judgmental or people tend to push their beliefs and all that, we know damn well we're not talking about you and you and you down the street. We're talking about just the general, the next street over, and in a couple of cities, or we mean just in the collective. And that's what I hate is the fact that when they speak their message, basically trying to like trying to empathize with us that oh we get why it sounds crazy, and then also add their own objection towards. It. I hate the fact that. In reality, when you speak with people who do believe, you're not saying that. You're purely saying the literal because you know that that's what appeals to the base, I guess. Well, so I, so I, I'm sorry. And no, I guess so, no. so the original question is, I guess, but that's how I see the educated the theist 
saws. Like, do you think that there's that, or like, what do you think of them? I think that there are a number of things wrapped up in <laughs> in what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, I ranted a little bit. I'm sorry. No, no, it's cool. I was trying to explain it the best way I could, but it took too long. But yeah. No, it's it's cool. And I, I mean, my fear is that I'm going to take even longer <laughs> in my in my response. Yeah. But before I even get to what I think on it, there's a lot of different things and factors wrapped up into into what you were just saying. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I, I tend to think of it in terms of like the uh, the medieval and like dark ages, mm-hmm. even though I'm, I'm sure that the ideas that I'm about to talk about did not originate there, because I mean even even the biblical story of Jesus hints at these ideas being there. But you've got um you you've got on one hand, you've got people who are concerned with consolidating and maintaining their power. Yeah. And these are generally uh, members of the elite. These are government. people who are relatively educated compared to their constituents, their government, which is why I use the word constituents after hearing you say government. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, it, it makes sense from their perspective to not give the people under them the full picture because they are... I don't even mean to make it sound negative, but they have to be to a point manipulative in order yeah. to achieve certain goals. Knowledge is power, and also the procuring or stopping of people from acquiring it is that's power in itself. Yeah, or or what you consider taking it from you. Yeah, but or rather, in addition, you have a you have a time period like uh, the darker medieval ages, where most of the most of the the lower class. They don't have the ability to read, mm. and so all of their interpretation and their knowledge is coming from the clergy. What people tell them. Yeah. It wasn't until like Martin Luther and like the printing press and stuff like that, where pe- where the lower classes of people were even actually able to form their own conclusions about these concepts that are supposed to not just govern their lives, but govern the workings of the universe. Mm. So you, you're going to have this this. Uh, disparity between, uh, I mean, not we're not even talking economics here, but like this disparity between the the religiously uh, devoted and the religiously uh, knowledgeable, mm. because partly because the religiously knowledgeable one have to try to maintain this power structure, but two, there's only so much they can do in order to um, entertain and educate those who. And I'll, the 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 layman. And I would add to also keep their attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that's why I say yeah. entertain. Yeah. So like you have, uh, um, I had a class uh, last year that talked about this in great deal, and I was actually really appreciative of it because it didn't take a stance on the the, the theistic or theologic truth of the matter. You know, trying to just be it was a college course. It was trying to be academic and and um, stoic about the the matter. But uh, we talked about in these times where you've got these all these illiterate people, who they they even have even if they did have access to a Bible couldn't read the Bible. Yeah. So they're learning based <clears throat> off of what someone told their them. clergy told them or yeah. what the <clears throat> the um, statues and the the artworks are depicting. Because a lot of I mean we got a lot of amazing biblical art. We got a lot of well not biblical art but like. We've got a lot of amazing pieces of art that are based off of biblical uh, references that tell the stories uh, that are supposed to be in them. And a lot of people at those times learned about their theology 
through these stories. And I think it's, and I bring that up because it's what you're talking today. about. Yeah, exactly. Most people, most the, a lot of the most devout or who would even consider themselves the most devout, whether they are or not, have not, I, I don't want to do the cliche and say, y'all haven't even read your own Bible. But they have but no, that's it's true. A lot of people have not read the Bible. A lot of people who profess to be uh, Christians have not read the Bible. I don't know if it's the same for Islam. I would imagine so. I would know if it's the same for Judaism. I would imagine From so. From what I know of the Quran is more, the, I think, the, well, the issue, because I think that's what you're trying to say, is like the issue of the Quran is like everyone, from what I, I mean, I've only, I don't know many people who, that's, but from the ones I do know, from what I remember, you're always taught the Quran, just there's different levels of how people are taught, but everyone's taught the Quran is just, there's so many different interpretations. Well, I think that's the same for Well, in religion, for, but in terms well, well, of... Yeah, throughout religion and yeah. throughout literature. Yeah, just literature in general. So, but and I, throughout uh, government and laws. Yeah, I think I mean, because... We got, we're always talking about the constitution of this country. Oh, yeah. And what we assume the people meant. who wrote the constitution and then what we assume it, is they which assume. of course is bullshit because who cares what they meant by it if they thought that giving poison to pregnant women was a good thing that doesn't yeah. mean that we should follow it yeah, we gotta use our there's our own logic that has to come into play and our own situation that has to come into play and it's like I was saying before <laughs> in that other podcast yeah. about um uh, when I brought up the the law that uh, may or right. may not even still <laughs> women can't control their hair or something yeah like, like yeah. maybe there might have been a reason for some crazy thing that's in the yeah. constitution that doesn't mean that we need to be dogmatically adherent to it that, that's what I was saying that's just my one statement about the constitution because that's what I hate especially about the constitution that we have because everybody has every other countries have one but in terms of America's everybody's like they it's even in the sentences, like uh, to bear arms. They, everybody gives credit. Everybody gives credit to the founding fathers. Like somehow, oh, they were these really smart guys. They thought like the people who defend the Constitution mm-hmm. religious religiously. They were like, oh, they they thought ahead and everything. I'm like no, as no man can be smarter than his time. So while we can only imagine. Well, that- People can be smarter than their time. Well, but they're, they're time, be but beyond, of their time. yeah, they're gonna be products of their time. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. They're gonna be products of their time, but no one's gonna be we're smarter than our time. But we're not gonna be greater. We're not, than, but we're not gonna be greater than our age or our time either. We're not separated from. Yeah, it. we're not separated like, from. We're, we're still s- a part of it. Yeah, like all my mind and how I think is purely based on how my society is and how life is at this moment. But just imagine they didn't write the Constitution thinking that. America would become crazy gun nuts who, who have small penises and drive Escalades. Like they didn't see or that far. Or they would have the internet. Or the yeah, something less insulting. They would have the internet. Like they didn't see that. Or that hysteria wasn't a real thing. Yeah, in that time, there's no way you can tell me that they thought so far ahead in case things change. Like I can only. Well, they did in one sense. They knew, yeah, in one is, sense. And it's the best sense is the fact that they made it so that it is it's very ambiguous. amendable. Yeah, it's amendable. It's amendable then, because they knew we are not. Yeah, I, we're. Oh, I was about to say unfathomable. But, but we're not infallible. But even then, I don't really think that even because yeah, they made it where it's very amendable. Where we can change it. Like it's yeah. not like some doctrines in like old England where this is the law since this time it's gonna stay the fucking law. And I was. I don't. But I don't think that goes to the fact that it was more far re, far thinking ahead. I think. Well, that, I, I, foreshadowing. I, I, I think. I think, that just, that, I think that is. I think. I won't say it was brilliant. Even though I do kind of think it was brilliant, no, because it, I, I think uh, I know a lot of times I don't even have that power to say. Yeah. you know what? I might be wrong in the future, 
So let me not set this in stone. For me, it was accidentally brilliant. And mm-hmm. not, not even I would, brilliant is too strong a word. I wouldn't say it's a, it was thinking ahead, but not like in a brilliant sense, like, oh, in case you know the times change and we're at this point. I think it was more just because of the fact that they had an example before that they didn't like. And those means of time did really. Well, in the not sense, though, that's that's what learning is. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's more learning fact, from our mistakes. That's what science is. Science yeah. is learning, learning from and past mistakes. Out, like, oh, okay, this happened this also, way, so we can react in this way because we know this now based off of this. Yeah, and I, so, I, I mean, and that, that's why I say it's brilliant. Like, yeah. it's not like a fucking crazy, insane, yeah, because it's not insight. A, I but it's like, oh, let me not do what the previous people did before. So yeah, I think that that's smart. I, like I think maybe it's just me because the brilliant word when I think of brilliant I think of like way up but yeah I, I would say it's very insightful yeah but when it goes back to that like we have we when they made like like I said the second amendment to carry arms that was because at the time people that was a thing people was had arms because they needed to live not because like well, they just wanted to casually it was a reasonable thing to have a militia yeah and then militias had, because at one, on one hand you had a government that was brand fucking new. Yeah, and it so wasn't you don't know what really... their intentions are gonna be. You don't know really how that's gonna pan out. Mm-hmm. So it would be necessary to defend yourself from that. In the same way that, um, you know, I'm not saying this is always the case or generally the case or even likely to be the case. But if I had, if there was, uh, if I'm in Ferguson, and I can't trust the police, and so as a response to that. I gathered together a cadre of people in order to defend my block mm-hmm. from whatever is coming, because I don't know what's coming. That's that's the sort of situation you're dealing with, not just from the, your government, but also from and uh, multiple other governments, because we had relative allies in the French, but we don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, but because it, it becomes thing. necessary to arm yourself in order to defend. But we're not dealing with that same sort of situation. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, the only government we have in this country is ours. the United States government. Because that's the thing. I think when that one was made, you have well, to, United States government. Yeah, but you're like you, well, that's adherent. And, and, and now I'm making two statements on it. I'm getting way. I'm kind of veering away from what I was talking about originally. I'm trying to get. I'm yeah, trying I'm trying to maintain trying, a lot. I'm trying to, I, yeah, I'm trying to maintain still, a lot. I got something to say too, yeah. but I still gotta like answer your <laughs> actual question. Yeah, with, haven't checked. yeah, with that because I'm all right. So this should be so with that. I guess it's different with that because we were making a set of rules for a government that technically didn't exist yet. We wanted it to exist, and in our idea well, we, mind, yeah, we were creating We government. were creating it, and we wanted England to recognize it because also part of their arms thing was for soldiers who would just come into our homes, and like right, right, right. they would say, times of war, so we need this, we need this. And it was like, well, we need your guns. Like, well, you shouldn't even have the guns. Like, no, I'm bearing. So it was also meant for a way for us to, yeah, it was like meant for us to keep laws. our things, yeah, seizure laws from Britain, because I, in an ideal world, I'm pretty sure they would have liked to, oh, once we write this out, they'll totally recognize us as a country. Yeah. And so it was more meant to like, protect us from another person as opposed to just something we need to do. So now it's, we literally butcher it to where, we take a rule that was met at that in that context of that time, and we'd be like, "Oh, that totally means I get to own an arsenal," and it's like it's it's crazy. It totally means I get to take my nine year old daughter. <laughs> yeah, shooting practice, and then be and surprised when no she shoots. No responsibility somebody. when she. You know what? <laughs> this is gonna be another top. That's gonna be another top for uh, another day cunt. because I yeah we'll, we'll cut that bitch because. That, gun um, laws. I mean, I, 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 well, not even gun. just gun laws. Just like, um, well, I, like I, I don't, I don't know if you saw it. Like I posted up today because I, I was listening to it on uh, 
Dan Savage's podcast mm-hmm. yesterday, which is the first time I heard about that story. Oh, yeah, I saw it like last, I saw it like this, because it just posted like this weekend or so. And he compared it to, um, I, I put both of the articles up on my Facebook page, and I'll look them up later, because again, this is not the time we're talking about. Hmm. But he uh, compares it to, well, he starts off, he talks about this uh, woman who's working at a McDonald's, she's working full-time at McDonald's, she had a, a computer that her daughter would sit in the McDonald's and play, play games on while she was there at work, because mm-hmm. she didn't have anywhere for her daughter to go, and it's fucking summertime. Um, they house got broken into, the computer got stolen. Yeah. So now the daughter would just have to sit there in the McDonald's for presumably, hopefully eight hours, but as a person who worked at McDonald's before, maybe <laughs> ten or twelve hours. Uh-huh. And so the daughter asked if she can go to the park, and the mom was like, "All right, that's cool. She's nine years old. It's a park that's right around the corner from the McDonald's." It's full of fucking people all day long. It's a park and it's summertime and like mm. it's tons of just tons of people around, tons of kids playing, and tons of parents looking out and shit. So the dog goes there twice, two days. On the third day, uh, another woman sees her there. She asks where your mother is. She says she's at work. This woman calls the police. Mm. The daughter is taken into custody. The mother is arrested and loses her job. For uh, reckless child endangerment, mm. because one, I mean, she's a single one. She don't have anywhere else for her daughter to go. Yeah. She don't want her to send to McDonald's all damn day because that's a terrible situation for anybody. And she put her in a relatively safe space. I mean, I've I've been nine years old and gone all over the place <laughs> wherever I want. Now yeah. I know maybe maybe times are different now, but yeah. whatever. On the other side, you got these parents. Who take their nine-year-old daughter to uh, to the gun range? Which I know people love their guns. I personally think that's insane. But you only have, I think you only have to be eight years old to fire a gun at this gun range. Yeah, yeah, it's like a really young age. It's the yeah. the minimum, which is ridiculous. And which is probably part of our defense. Like, like well, the girl's like eight years yeah, old, but yeah. she was nine, so she she was be... like two or three years older. Than the so, and she has an Uzi for some reason. Like, why, why this is the shit that you need to start your daughter off with shooting? I have no well, idea. Well, why do you need to let her learn how to shoot? I don't... I, see, I'm so just going to get angry about it. I'm not, and I'm it's, it's even crazy because I don't want to, like, make a judgment call on what type of people these are. I will. But they yeah. also, um, from the article that I read today, they also went to a, and, and rode in a monster truck earlier in the day. Right. To give you an idea of what type of people these are. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. They were not north of the Mason-Dixie line. So she gets this gun, this Uzi, which um, I'm not, I don't like guns. I'm not into them, so I'm not sure what the distinctions are. Mm-hmm. But I believe an Uzi is a submachine gun. Uh, yeah. Or a, a, a semi-automatic uh Weapon. I don't. I don't really know how that shit works. I know that you. I know you can hold the trigger down yeah, a lot and it'll of shoot more than one bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's not a revolver. Yeah. So she's got this this Uzi and she shoots it and she shoots a dude in the face and he dies and fucking nothing happens to those parents. As far as I know, nothing happens to the girl. No. Well, no. Which I don't personally think anything is her fault. She's nine years old. Like somebody, if I was nine years old, somebody gave me an Uzi, I'd probably shoot that shit off too, just because. I'm fucking nine, so I don't have any judgment. (laughs) 
But I know that if my yeah. if I'm at the mall with my mom, she says, "Hey, go hit that guy in the head," and I go and hit that guy in the head. Mm. People are gonna be pissed off at my mom for telling me to go and hit that guy in the head. Yeah, and then like I said, that whole story just like every time you read more into it, you just like, oh, okay, that's just a thing to do. But that comes down to to politics and. Yeah a good deal of politics comes down to money. And you got the NRA, which has a ton of money because guns are apparently very expensive. Very. And they've got tons of money and they lobby these motherfuckers and it's a whole fucking thing in that respect. Which actually kind of brings me back on the topic. (laughs) Because uh, um, uh, you started talking about the, the Constitution and how people invoke it in order to, to further certain means or to try to um, act as though they are, or even believe that they are actually or purporting to interpret it in the sense that the people who wrote it were interpreting it. Hmm. And I think that's apt that you brought that up because that's, as far as I can see it, the same thing that's going on with at least the Western religions. It's all, and also I think it's interesting that at least in this country, the people who are very religious tend to be also very politically conservative. Oh, yeah. So the same well, sort of people who are talking about interpreting the Constitution in this very specific way are the same people who are talking about in this religion conversation. But this this whole idea of... Well, it's two, it's two sides of it. One is trying to take control by... Um, I don't want to use the word usurping, but uh, I'll say assuming... The uh, assuming the the intentions of the well, I, wow, that's actually kind of poignant. Assuming the intentions of the creators of this document in order to presumably get at the deepest truth that they were that these creators of this document were trying to put forth. Mm-hmm. Likewise, you have these religious people who are assuming the intentions of not just the writers of their sacred documents, but the proposed divine inspiration for these sacred documents and the creator of what I will metaphorically call the document that we call life in order to get to this deeper ultimate meaning of it and on the other hand you've got the people who are pretending to do that exact same thing but to further their own ends as opposed to Presuming to give real prefer, to yeah, to, to put forth a, a, an actual true ultimate yeah. meaning, and I think that the uh, the amount of people who fall into the former, the people who are genuinely trying to put forth or trying to get to these deeper meanings, these these original ultimate meanings mm-hmm. of what these things are supposed to be. There's a small minority. Tend to be no, I think that's I actually think that's the majority. Yeah. Um, this is a, a, a topic for another day, but I've got this idea that there's really no such thing as evil. Every Most people are trying to to do what they think is best. I think that religious people are doing, for the most part, trying to do what they think oh, is yeah. the best yeah, for, sense, yeah. for society. And yeah. me and them tend to disagree, but I don't think that they're, I don't think that they are just super, they might be misguided, but I don't think they're evil or wrong. It sucks because they might say that I'm evil and wrong, but I don't think that they're evil or wrong. I think they genuinely believe what they purport to believe and are trying to work to that to where the best of their ability. 
But at the same time, those people tend to be the, the, the these are the laymen. These are the regular people. These are, I don't want to call them the dregs and the peons, but yeah. these are these are not what you're referring to as the the uh, the, the educated, educated elite, yeah. Oh, the educated theists, yeah. The educated theists, and I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that they're all evil or wrong either. No, actually, quite the I'm, contrary. And I'm I'm gonna try to say this coherently enough to link it back to what I was trying to say before, when I was talking about the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages. But in my experience, Matt, let, yeah, let me just go ahead and start answering your actual question. In my experience. The educated theists, like you were saying, they tend to be more rational. I don't think that they are necessarily doing that for my benefit or to put on a show to make their shit seem less crazy. Yeah. I think that's that's generally, genuinely how how they what their worldview is. Like, uh, no, yeah, I, 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 like I would say, I got a lot of. Uh, it, in fact, it's it's funny because the people who tend to be the more religious in my life and in my family tend to be the best, at least classically or formally educated people. But they, the, the, what I would consider the most educated of them tend to, they tend to be relatively rational. They also tend to be more, um, I was going to say reasonable, but that's not what I'm looking for. More accepting of differing worldviews. Yeah. Like so, the 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 people who I would consider the educated theists, the the people who believe things that I don't believe, but who I consider educated, they like the Christians don't have this uh, knee jerk gut reaction to discovering the fact that oh shit, Muslims exist. We gotta fucking do something about that. They like they don't have that crazy shit. Yeah. And from what I've met from the relatively few. Uh, other non-Christian uh, religious people, they're the same way. They like most Muslims that I know and that I've met and have been a, been fortunate enough to encounter haven't been like, oh these fucking Jews over here doing this shit. Like nobody, the the most educated tend not to be that that ridiculous yeah. and cutthroat and and close-minded. <laughs> and like you said, they do have. The tendency to 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 what we would call rationalize their religions. Yeah, I think that as far as they're concerned, they are just trying to see. I, I guess it is still rationalizing in a technical sense, but I think they're just trying to to see what they believe and understand the world to be in a, a modern and uh, reasonable, not and understandable light. Yeah. I mean, not just not, and I don't think it's for our benefit though. Yeah, it's not. No, I think trust it's for, me. I, I, think, I think that's just the way they see the world, and and. To get to where what you were talking about with how they preach that doctrine to the the relative layman, it's a couple of things. One, the relative layman doesn't always have the faculties or the luxury. Yeah. Most often, yeah. Most often, I'll say the luxury of studying and putting forth their efforts to to understand the world in the same way that the educated theist would. Mm-hmm. Two, the way I understand, and I, again, I was talking about this last time we were talking about religion also. It, wow, that, I really did really good last <laughs> yeah, time. Really, no, I'm just yeah, we held, You held it in. You held it in pretty well. But the way I understand the, uh, the creation of religion 
And I, matter of fact, I said it earlier tonight too. I think it, it like we create religions and belief systems in order to explain stuff that we don't understand. Yeah. And like I was saying last time, the things that we don't understand are often shit that will kill us if we indulge in it. So you end up with like like it's, it's the same thing as like rules of thumb. You end up with something like God said, "Don't kill people, or God will kill you." Well, yeah, that's that's an effective way to once you you know you have instilled in someone the concept of God. That's an effective way to get somebody to stop trying to kill people because killing people is a bad thing for society. Oh, mm-hmm. so in the, so I, and in this in that same way that you know people might have evolved a religion in order to to enforce a set of rules that were beneficial for everybody onto the larger group I think the same sort of thing happens today and this goes back to what I was saying before about how uh, when you were saying that people who find out that you are that you don't believe in in a God or the same guys they do assume that you don't have morals and what I was saying in response to that about how that is a more of a judgment on the person saying it than the person they're saying it to Mm. like that there is some truth to that like some people don't have the morals like everybody's not made the same some people don't have the same sets of ideas of what's right and wrong as everybody else but if you have something to enforce those ideas that's outside of them then you can everybody can rest a little easier because okay well now we've yeah, convinced that's a strong convinced Dave not to kill everybody yeah. because if we, he kills everybody we told him that superman will come down and kill him yeah. So I, I get where that's coming from, and yeah, that sort of scenario still kind of exists today. Like they're like, and this is where you get a lot of the people who are are really super staunch uh, religious people who have all these terrible backstories about how they were such awful people, or like I was this crazy gangbanger, or you know I didn't care about anybody or anything or whatever. But then I found Jesus, and in that sense, yeah, okay, good for you. You found something. You found some way in order to make your existence in this society reasonable. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad that that happened. I don't agree necessarily with it, but I understand okay. the the relevance to uh, the relevance did. that you see in it and the effect it had on you to change your behavior. Yeah, that's and this is why I don't say that religion is is entirely bad. I don't oh, think yeah. it's true, and I don't generally agree with it. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. And th- and I think that this is what the religious theist, the religious yeah, intellectual. what the intellectual theists are, are playing argue. on and taking advantage of when they speak more literally to, when they speak about it in, in very literal matters. One, it's hard to, it's relatively hard to understand it metaphorically, especially when you're talking about the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. And two, it's necessary sometimes to to I don't want to say lie, but to to present things to people in certain ways. Yeah. And my only real fear right now is that saying all this is that I'm saying that it's the response. It sounds like I'm saying the response is the responsibility of the smart people yeah. to take care of to the dumb people. The dumb. No, but it's not the in fear a sense to that's kind of true. Is true. Yeah, it's true. That's true for just society. I think. I mean, in all levels, like yeah, all I can't. Levels. I can't invent Google. Yeah. I can't invent the internet. I'm glad it compared to, to Elon Musk, I'm an idiot. Even even some stuff like I I, I don't know how T V really works. 
it's not I, I just know that they provide it for me it's my job to make sure they have I give them demand to make but the then again also think that there still is some onus that falls on each of us. Oh no, it, yo, it's still it's still responsibility. We're, we're not using those those tools because we're just scared of, of or, knowing or, or or negligently. Yeah, like I'm not going on to the internet and like making anybody else's life miserable. Yeah, and the, well, that yes, that's that that would come to a because uh, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but that would come to like something with personal responsibility. Like even though that well, okay, no, that, that can kind of connect back to whole smart. Well, 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 that's the other thing, though, too, though, because the smart people have, and I'm not talking about specifically in religion now or anything, Mm -hmm. but smart people have generally viewed the people that they don't consider as smart as them Mm -hmm. um, with not contempt, but sympathy. A little bit. Like, we need to take care of there's people there's because that, they can't I'll, take care of themselves. But then there's also a sense. So I they don't imagine. need they don't have personal responsibility yeah. at that point though. We're taking and wow, I guess that says something about me that I just throw myself in with the smart guys, even <laughs> yeah. after literally just moments ago <laughs> making a comparison in which I was not the smart guy. But from their perspective, it's like we need to take care of them. The from from the smart people's perspective, we don't have the 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 the, the dumb people and I apologize if anybody considers these terms pejorative, but the dumb people don't have actual agency or responsibility for themselves because they don't have the faculties or, in most cases, in real life, the luxuries of taking in and interpreting and spending the time and understanding the world in the same way as the other does. Yeah, well, where you get the idea of the... Uh, uh, I'm about to take it into English class. But this is where you get the idea of the... Uh, oh, shit, I wish... It, I'll, I'll put it in the liner notes to the woman who did this. I wrote, like, mm-hmm. a paper about it last semester. But the idea of the subaltern, <coughs> which is... Uh, it was referring specifically, I think, to... Um, yeah, sorry, guys, I'm a little drunk now. It was referring <laughs> specifically to uh, women in... Um, it was either women or another just a, a different cast of people in uh, India originally, mm. but has been expanded in literary terms to refer to uh, basically minority subcultures within a community. And you get these ideas for the subaltern because they really don't have the luxury to view the world in the way this, that the greater culture does oh, yeah. because they're too busy trying to survive and not be killed constantly. And so when the the greater culture looks at them with contempt, mm-hmm. it's not that it's not understandable. It's just that. But it's, it's, it's an inherent inconsistency and an inherent uh, problem, or rather, yes, an inherent inconsistency and a systemic problem in the society that has created this culture of basically the haves and the have-nots. Oh, okay. I, and I, I think that exists in, in pretty much any society, whether it's a religious society or in a, a an atheistic society or an amoral society or whatever. Mm-hmm. You always want you, and it might just be human nature to always no, have like people it, who have it shit, have knowledge, have money, have means, have luxury, and people who don't have any one of or all of those things. Yeah. I'm gonna try. I kind of feel like I went kind of. No, it's fine. What I'm gonna do <laughs> is I'm gonna you I mean, tangent a little bit, but so to try to explain it to layman viewers, <laughs> listeners. Uh, the best example I can think of would be uh, black culture in general. 
you can pick a time, honestly, in America. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep it to, like, we'll say the, the 60s, 50s. It was almost, or just in general, black, blacks in America. We've always, black people are seen as, I guess, the majority, the, the rural folks or the very simple folk but out of us as very religious. And we we went to religious, we went to Christianity or whatever. During slavery, I, was, I would imagine strongest because oh, yeah, we didn't have it before then. yeah we didn't have it before then and we went to it we got introduced to it as a way of uh coping and I, that, that's basically what i was trying to say it was like well, it was that's a, contentious well it could be argued that we were introduced to religion as a means of control oh no yeah no yeah that's that's there's that too just see the thing about because all right i'm just it's, gonna it's break. never a binary i'm it's, good it's I'm, always like spectrumatic there's, with there's multiple so, factors. And, and i remember i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday and i'm just this helps me bring back to everything even trying to say what i was trying to say too because i think it, it matches it when it comes to just humanity and society, just people, there's always so many different factors to everything as to why. There's never a straight, oh, it was this, it was this. There's always so many different issues. And I guess, remembering what you had said about uh, prisoners and how they be, uh, you said they became more religious or they were, you said something about, not, I said not, something about prisoners? Not prisoner, but something about, like, um, the sub. When people become more religious, you said they, Something happens in their life. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh! Like, like a lot of, uh, uh, like a, a lot of, a lot of people who were really shitty. Yeah, or something end up like that, finding or, religion, and then that like changes their point of view. On yeah, things. point of view. Okay. So like they like I was a shitty person, but now I found Jesus. So now yeah, I'm a shitty so person like, okay, yeah. because my. I didn't say this part, but because my morals are instilled now, yeah, because you were talking about um, yeah. my personal agency. Okay, yeah, because I, yeah, I added a little bit of what I was trying to say into that. So yeah, like my big example, I was talking about yesterday with a friend of mine. I was like, um, typically, a lot of guys in prison, when they come out very religious, it was because um, religion was used as a way to cope. They didn't ignore the the circumstances of the situation because, like, you still some guys were still act very like they live in prison still especially if they've been there for a long amount of time yeah. so there's one I mean, factor you gotta react to the situation yeah. right but that's what I mean yeah like, that's what I mean so your environment I don't go to jail spend 20 years <laughs> there find Jesus and it's just stop being yeah. in jail and, 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 and that's the point I was trying to make to him so I was like well you know it just it happens like that's a big life thing but even then the because there's a lot of guys who go to uh, Islam. There's a lot of guys who go. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in the. <laughs> like I and I'm using this stat. Like I, I remember hearing a long time ago on uh, like a documentary, but I'm not sure if it still holds up now. But at it's one point, like yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for weeks now. So so anybody who hears it, I don't want them to get offended. But there was at one point when a lot of especially black as black men, because yeah, when when we went to prison, and a lot of us converted to Islam. It was on the basis that a lot of those guys, early guys, it was because they were assaulted in prison. I'm talking about prison rape. So they were assaulted. This is not a funny episode. Yeah, this is not a funny episode. So So a lot of men in prison were assaulted, so they went to Islam because Islam offered them, at one point, offered them a solace as to what happened, but mainly, for at least in that situation, it offered them one group numbers mm-hmm. so protection and numbers and then two it was a gang that you didn't have to actually be violent in two things um per se one, you're you're talking about uh 
Not Islam. You're talking about uh, uh, black Muslims. Yeah, black black Muslims. Black. And, yeah, I just I use Islam, but I'm talking yeah, about yeah. black Muslims in particular. And so. to, um, well, actually, no, you said it. Like, yeah, they're yeah. Basically, forming a gang. Yeah, forming a gang. Yeah, and because I'm not trying to call black Muslims yeah. a gang. I'm just saying that in terms of, it was a group of. Well, not a, a gang, just gang-ish. It was gang-ish. It was a group. But no, it was like taking advantage yeah. of gang dynamics. Yeah, and, dynamics and, within and that the, environment. The power so I, numbers and stuff. So in terms of that, when you see, I think that people can get converted because it, it kind of goes back to what you said about a big moment in life. So people can be converted not so much because fully because the words are inherent to them, but because it serves a purpose. Maybe at that moment, like a lot well, of people. But here's my thing, though. Like... Generally, in those situations, you have somebody who is, and it's it's funny because this is the exact same thing my dad has told me my entire life about the army. Mm-hmm. Like you've got some individuals who who can't practice <clears throat> complete agency, mm-hmm. and a lot of religious people. Actually, I'm not going to apologize for saying it. A lot of religious people are that way. They need some outside force to serve as their disciplinary model. And that you can see it all throughout our society. I mean, this is how civilian and soldier or civilian to police and interactions work. This is how student-teacher interactions work. Yeah. This is how uh, subordinate um, and uh, boss interactions work or uh, subordinate and manager interactions work. They're... A lot of times there tends to be, and, and that's, that's also why the vast majority of people tend to be on the bottom end of that. Yeah. And the further up you go, there yeah. are fewer and fewer people mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people who need some outside force to enforce mm-hmm. a set of ideals or a set of rules or a set of, I won't call them morals because I don't think that's what the <laughs> definition of morals is. My fault way closer <laughs> to what you were saying yeah. earlier. But... Like some outside set of, of, of ways of interacting in order to function. Otherwise, they would just, I mean, we've got a name for them. They're called, we just tend to not call those people that. We just tend to call the people who haven't found their thing that. Oh, I'm going to go slaves. No, oh. sociopaths. So, oh, sociopaths. People who, who have no care for people or ideas or forces outside of their own yeah. or outside of themselves. Yeah. All right, I forget what the technical definition difference is between psychopath and sociopath. I'm just going to keep using sociopath. Um, for a person who basically doesn't have any empathy. Yeah. And can't see something outside of themselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, in that sense, uh, this wasn't a question or anything, but I can see how religion or the army or even a gang can be a positive thing yeah because it instills a set of outside forces that's still overlooking and enforcing and they a still set match of your ideals own. on yeah. yours and I mean sometimes they match your own sometimes they overrule sometimes your they own overrule, yeah, you overrule your own or they become and sometimes your own sometimes they yeah sometimes they become your own sometimes they they merge mm-hmm. I mean um, you brought up uh, the black Muslims and you know of course we've got huge obvious example of how that changed and influenced and improved the person's life in yeah. uh, Malcolm X. Yeah. I call him Ohajim Malik El Shabazz because we're, we're friends like that. Friends. No, <laughs> I'm going to stop using that joke. I don't think it's really funny anymore. <laughs> but, um, comic book characters, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, now I'm talking about a real guy. 
But um, like I, I don't know if he, have, did you uh, read the autobiography of Malcolm X's told to Alex Haley? Uh, not I snippets. I didn't actually read the whole thing. Because hmm. no. I mean I've read different documentaries, but not that specific one. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if you're old enough to see um, uh, Spike Lee's movie. I've seen it. Mm. I've seen the Malcolm X movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah, you you know, like basically yeah, his, life, his yeah. story. And I uh, always think that he's a, a very interesting and fascinating character, not the least of which because I'm a young guy, so I will tend to uh, say, oh, yeah, Malcolm X, before I say, oh, yeah, Martin Luther King. Yeah. But um, that's a whole other discussion within the black community. But if you, uh, if you read the book and you watch the movie, you like, just research his story, I think he's a very fascinating guy because he he wasn't the smartest guy. Like, he, he wasn't a genius by any level. I mean, MLK was probably, Smart. like, technically a smarter guy yeah, than he was. Yeah. But he was, a, he's a very good example of somebody who was in a fucked up situation, in a fucked up place in his life, not necessarily even doing the things that his parents or he himself really wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. And he ended up in prison and he found the Nation of Islam which is probably what I should have been saying instead of black Muslims. But he found a nation, and it changed his life in a completely different way. What I think is most fascinating about him, though, and which is why I do respect him a lot, is that he didn't stop there. Yeah. He didn't, like like you were saying before about the running the race. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't, back. he didn't get that. He didn't cross that finish line and be like, oh, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Like he, kept, he, like, he pushed it forward, I further. Don't, I don't understand why. He he made the same assertion that I did. He, I, it's been a while, so I might have made this. Uh, I might have made this leap based off of reading his reading his uh, autobiography. It's told to Alex Haley, but you know he was like fucking yeah. This nation of Islam shit. I've gotten a lot of places with this. It's cool. This is awesome. I love you guys. We've gone a lot of places. There's a lot of contention here, but you know whatever. But like, I'm trying to find a, a deeper truth. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's actually going on. Mm. And what I think is really cool about him is he took something that, like, I don't believe in the Nation of Islam. Mm. I find their members kind of annoying. And I don't think that their doctrine is true. Yeah. Not to say they have not done a lot for especially black people. Yeah. And you- for this country. But I, I disagree with them. Yeah, I think... But I think it's cool that he... That they... And I, I, I have to credit both... Not just Malcolm X, but the nation as well. And I guess Elijah Muhammad. For taking... A guy who's essentially a, a thug. Yeah. And... I don't know how much of it was him... Or how much of it was the nation. But transforming him into a person who is trying to find... Real, ultimate truth. Yeah. And... To bring it back home, kind of, like, this is the power that religion has. And I don't know if it's just an inherent thing in religions or if it's, like, just a function of trying to deal with and talk about ultimate truth. But to take somebody, I'm, I'm trying really hard to, uh, to be positive about religion. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to be able to take somebody and, and turn them into somebody who's looking for that in life, so much so to the fact that, that person no longer agrees with what got them there, which I actually think is a super allegory for um, the parent-child relationship, but we can talk about that another day yeah. as well. 
That's interesting. Yeah, well, then I guess that'll be one. Damn it, man. No. I, keep, I feel like I just keep taking this, like, is, I start off with some shit that's, like, well, you can't, you still, you, all, like, you answered, you answered me. Going off I, on tangents. Because remember, we was talking about the intellectual theosophy. And basically, in all, what you mean is, they're not so I think much, they transformed him into an intellectual theist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be the best example of an intellectual theist. Um, Marlon, like, yeah, they exist. And, like I said, I, I only have contention for, I guess, maybe... It sounds like you have a contention with hypocrisy. Yeah, hypocrisy, yeah. Because it's more I get irritated with the fact that maybe it's just it, general... I almost said genuine genuality. That's not a real... I don't know why I almost said that. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I but, think uh, I get what you're, what you're but trying But just, to say. like... And I guess I have to break down in layman terms. Mean what you say, say what you mean. And when they have these arguments with who they, would, who they would consider the, their their opponents, don't say to I feel like if any kind of debate or argument, whatever, whatever you say to your opponents would be not literally the same thing you'd say to your allies. Like not you know, but in terms of your beliefs in it, I believe in this the same way to you is the same way I believe. In it. And I know that they know that they're. Above it, but I feel like they hold back the 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 more what we would call the fanatical side of it when they argue with someone about it, as opposed to when they agree with someone about it. Because, like you said, they have yes, the well, it's I, like when you're talking to children. But when, I, don't, when, I didn't want to use that word because I feel like this might call people. It sounds like yeah, it sounds, it sounds like offensive. But yeah, even? when you when yeah, it sounds dismissive. It's not so much that the majority I would call them children. I would say that well, well, no, you're not though. Yeah. In the in the scenario that at least I'm putting forth, uh, you're is, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth either, but uh, so I'll I'll take it on myself because I'm sure that I'm not getting invited to Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> um, but uh, it Just seems to up. me that uh, that your your issue is is this disconnect between what the intellectual theists will argue with you and what they'll teach, right? Yeah. And so the comparison I'm making is, like, you don't, you can't tell, and I, I feel kind of shitty about this because I feel like, I, again, I'm saying, like, there are smart people and there are dumb people, and smart people got to take care of dumb people, which is not necessarily the case, but still also still kind of true, the case. Yeah. But if you... I'm drawing this comparison between the, the educated theist and a parent and the, I guess we'll refer to them as the relatively uneducated theist mm. and the child, where you can't, you can't bring forth everything to the child. You can't, tell, you can't give the child all the shit that you know. Because, one, you don't have the time, and it's impossible. And two, the child's not going to be able to necessarily comprehend all the shit that you're trying to tell them. The child has to come to some understandings on their own, because you have to you learn wisdom through experience. You can be taught knowledge, but you learn wisdom through experience. Yeah. And you attain well. Now I'm talking about like five percent nation of Islam shit, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, peace of the gods, but. You uh you 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 have to learn some stuff on your own. You can't get everything from somebody teaching you a thing. And so I'm not saying that it's necessarily right, but I kind of understand where the the people you're talking about are coming from when it seems as though they're saying one thing and professing another on the other side because you can't give 
You can't give the child everything. You can give the child as much as you can. You try to, but they're not going to be able to understand everything. So you got to simplify things. You got to you got to form things into a way that they can understand and simply and people with. I feel like every time I say a sentence, I feel like I'm just make like talking about retarded I, people. I, I, no, but, but like was, you got to simple like right. in concrete concepts. Mm are much easier to understand than than complex, abstract complicated, foods. abstract, metaphysical concepts. So when you say, this literally happened, and it might not get your ultimate point across, but it achieves your immediate goal, that's an attractive, attractive. prospect. I was simple. just my last statement to that is... And I'm not arguing with no, you. No, no, I, I know. Yeah, I think yeah. it's annoying and yeah. fucked up, kind of, too. Yeah. Like, the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm arguing But at the same time, them. like, I'm... I, I do. I'm trying to present a, yeah. a balanced effort. Yeah, I get what you mean. I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm never 100 percent in one camp. But yeah. I think everybody needs to consider all sides, yeah. especially if we're going to consider ourselves educated people. Yeah. If we're not going to consider ourselves educated people, then we can be these assholes that are getting told. Because <laughs> I was I, the only thing, single animal ever. The only thing I would say to that allegory with like the you know the the, the, the majority child. being the parent child one, eventually the child does have to grow up. Because it is not hopefully cohesive or is dangerous for a child to think childish things forever. That's true. So that's the only statement I'll say. It's, it's that's I, the only danger great. to that is it's dangerous well, for a child to I'm always. Also danger. There you go. So <laughs> I think that is dangerous. Yeah, if we was to look at it from that aspect, then it's dangerous for them to always keep them in a childlike mindset for not a grown-up world, but for a world that doesn't. At the same time, though. Um, Children child. are dangerous in a self that they may, because a child is dangerous in a, in a sense that a child doesn't know right from wrong. So a child is scary. A scary. A child a, is not necessarily dangerous. But in terms of you, if you would apply I mean, it to yeah, a real a, world a context, six year old with a knife could kill me. Presumably, <laughs> but yeah, if you put it in a real world context, where if I had a, a group of people who thought not so much as a child, but if they thought in the most simple way possible. While they're they capable to do, yeah, then they're capable of the good of that simple thought, but they're also just as dangerous in terms, in both a literal danger and just like a long term danger towards everything. If they, and I'll use the best two examples people are very simple in the fact that you help thy neighbors, so you have very neighborly people, very nice, gentle well, people, and that's I don't, great. I don't know, a lot well, yeah, no, but kids. A lot of times have to learn, and I would, yeah. I would venture to say I don't have the the stats. I'll I'll try to look it up, and put it in the liner notes or whatever. But children tend to be tend to need to be taught empathy. Yeah, yeah. A child does automatically. Well, a child can probably not have that, which would make a little sociopathic. Babies. I mean, that's why that's why kids yeah. are so fucking cruel and fucked up. Yeah, because they don't like, have kids the empathy to learn. Donald Glover <laughs> says in his uh. And it's kind of a bit that they're just fucking little tiny walking Hitlers. Well, yeah, little Hitlers. Little, just little tiny either. Hitlers. They're just fucking terrible. Because that's because they haven't learned. They haven't learned it. They're capable of it. They're just well, also, on, along with that, they haven't learned pain. Which is another reason why I think that a lot of our a lot of our preachers have this testimony of being these awful people in their former lives before they found Jesus. Mm. Whereas a lot of the congregation is like, ah, oh, i just been Jesus all the time. <laughs> like, if you... We haven't really learned pain. And that's why they can inflict the things on other people that they do and not have that self-awareness. Because when you haven't experienced stuff, like a child has not experienced shit, yeah. 
you don't even you can't you can't recognize like if I if I'm a, a fresh born baby and if I Mar- let, let if I'm Superboy <laughs> right or a super baby I got Superman powers but I'm a baby mm-hmm. like I'm impervious I can't feel pain so I might do anything to anybody else because I don't even have a concept of what, of what hurt is what hurt what, and why people are not enjoying it yeah so if I smack you through seventeen towns with my super baby powers. Like I don't, I, it might not even register to me that oh shit, I might have, I might have hurt Chris. Like no, because I don't even know what hurt means. Yeah. Which is like how most kids are, and a lot of people in the church in that sense, because a lot of people in the church, for better or worse, were fortunate enough to grow up in the church instead of, like, just in a fucked up society being shit on all the time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically overall. I- I think it's da- I think it's me personally. I just think it's dangerous overall to not. Oh oh shit! I'm sorry, no, but ahead. you you because uh, you, you started to say that before, and I didn't let you finish. And you started <laughs> to say it now. You reminded me of what I was trying to say before. <laughs> to interrupt me before. No, yeah, ahead. I interrupted you once, and you reminded me this time to interrupt you again because I failed the first time with the proper interruption. Uh, well, yeah, I just. But think, um, I you, yeah, you say you say think that it's uh, that is dangerous, and I. I was gonna say that, um, in the in the same way that uh, a preacher say has to find and wait for it to be revealed, the person who is ready and willing and understanding enough and knowledgeable enough and wise enough to to learn or ascend or go to another level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And this is something that comes up in uh, more Eastern philosophies uh, more often, I think, than in, in, in the Western religions. Like, in, in the same way, like a child, like, a, a parent, parents don't know shit about how to raise kids, no. first off. Like, every, every child is an experiment, they say, right? Mm-hmm. Every parent, for the most part, you, know, you might read the books and talk to grandparents or whatever, but, but they're just mm-hmm. guessing. Yeah. So, like, you might treat your two-year-old like they're a two-year-old, until like they're five and they're like no oh, why you, i'm five like i understand the world in this way now why are you treating me like a two? not because you words, got but com- like yeah, but the way their actions work yeah. and their, the, their maturity level and they like present themselves in this way and you like just get it all of a sudden like oh shit i'm yeah you're five now so this is how five-year-old world should work as far as i understand five-year-old world should work from my memories and the shit that i've learned and been taught and been talking to people about like you, you, you can't. Like I keep saying, you can't give everybody everything. Yeah. Which is ironic and sad because I'm a big proponent of free internet. But like you can't give a kid everything all the time. You don't know what their understanding is going to be until it's presented that they can do it. And I think that most of the time people will go out of their way to present themselves as that. Yeah. Sadly, at the same token, on the same token, at the same time. Most people don't want to, are unwilling, and never are in a situation where they need to make that apparent or need to make that leap. And so most people are content to stay in this dangerous, childlike state of mind and being told, being having remote morals piped yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So... Am I crazy? It's, it's, it literally seems like every time I open my mouth, I'm just like, fucking, this is the circle, <laughs> and this is my line that touches the circle at one point. 
That's a you're geometry calculus. You're doing a spiral. That's called a tangent. You're doing a span a that's spiral right now. You're the just definition gonna... of, a, of a tangent is <laughs> it comes from math. Look, fuck you. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you remember what it was, I interrupted you twice trying to get to it. Let me see. What's my totem here? Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah, so like I said, I do find the idea in general dangerous. And so I think both basically Actually, both kind no. of agree. Yeah, I know. I think we both kind of basically agree. Like, yeah, there's. I do understand what you mean by there has to be the disconnect with the intellectual as opposed to the non-educated. Well, I, I won't say there has to be. I understand why there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's better. I understand why it's there. I, I guess for me, I guess it's personally, it always seems disingenuous. But that's just me personally. I mean, it always I, I think comes that's up reasonable. More. Yeah, it's reasonable. I, I like know. I, I know there are like specific good examples, but for me, I, even something done in a good with a good intent is still disingenuous to me. Like you can still. I'm not saying that like like the concept of a white lie. Like a white lie is seen as a good thing you're doing to protect or help somebody, whatever the situation mm-hmm. may be, and. Good and disingenuous are not. Yeah, yeah, they're not equivalent. I think that you can still be disingenuous even if you're doing it for a good reason. And then disingenuous. So, but it's disingenuous. Wow. I was about to say ingenuity. Yeah, I was going to say disingenuous. Which sounds like uh, it should be right. But is is being disingenuous necessarily wrong? (sighs) A little bit. I, I, is it because it's a lie? Because it's a lie in general. Because at the end of the day, while I'm not going to say I've never lied because I've lied before. I'm Everybody, lying right now. Yeah, people lie all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say the statement that with, like, I've never told a lie because I tell lies all the time. Even now, I, I still lie about things and all this stuff. But having said that, I do know the difference. I think that a lie, whilst good... And has the capability to good because I do personally believe that, but it's I still do, disingenuous. Yeah, still disingenuous, and and that, that in that, itself, not so much that's bad, but it's like it shouldn't. For full truth, I think that people, if we want to have a real <clears throat> chance of saying that we made a conscious decision on our own or we believe fully about what was given to us, I think you have to give us the full truth behind it, even. I even want you to give me what you personally really believe this. But that again, assumes, though, that, that the person most will do people it. know yeah. the best thing for themselves. Yeah, I, trust me, I'm, I'm speaking for a mindset that honestly is ne- not an even idea. thought about. Yeah, it's, it's an idea. We'll never be. I know, I know personal people, friends who like they will do things, they believe in it, so therefore they have no reason to even want to question could there be more to what they think. And I know that for a fact that's never going to happen, but in my head, in my ideal utopia of what thought should be, I would like for this, the, the upper, whoever is giving the message, I want them to give the complete message, not just the message, but what do they honestly believe behind it? Because if you give me this, knowing that you're going to defend and talk... Because it almost comes off not even talking down. Because they never talk down about their constituents. I would more say that they leave them to the side. They don't They don't exactly acknowledge them, but they don't defend them either. They more just like, yeah, they're there, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about me. But then, like I said, then when they get in front of them, it's like, hey, I'm with you all day. I, I think So it's kind I think of, instead of, I think more so than it being talking about them and talking about me, that is more so I'm not talking about them. I'm talking 
and I might be wrong here, but as far as I can see, it's, it's not talking. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about them absolutely. Yeah. Like there is, there is them and what they can understand, and there is what's ultimately true, which I guess is kind of the same because it's what they believe is ultimately true, which is what they believe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that there's. I don't think that they're like trying to to draw this dichotomy between the things that they teach and the things that they say. I think it's more so this is what they are capable of and this is what is true. Or this is what we all believe in. I'm letting you know, but when I talk to other people, it's kind of, this is what I believe in. I hope they believe in. I mean, it's, just, it's the same as propaganda in any yeah. other scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah if it's, you're, it's if propaganda. I'm, if I'm trying to rally people towards a point, like I'm... Like, if I'm at the, uh, uh, I don't know, the fucking leftist, communist, <laughs> manifestoist, fucking uh, super red... Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> the scenario. Movie. Atlas Shrugged movie. Like, premiere. I might interact differently, but at some point I gotta walk away from those people if I'm the leader and, t- and interact with super rightist, yeah. conservatist, religiosity fucking preacher gun guy at some point I gotta make this not only understandable for to him but I want to feel like I need to make it palatable yeah yeah that's that's that 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 almost goes back to our you know the business casual and then casual like you want to be business professional I mean business professional I'm sorry sorry uh so business professional and then you have business casual And then it's like, when I'm on a job interview, I wear a suit. But when I'm at work or I'm hanging with friends, I wear my T-shirt. Because I want to still, even though I may not be as smart as them or smarter than who I work for or with, I still want them to see me on the same level so that we can get our messages across. Don't do that. What? Don't try to get people to see you on the same level. Oh, no. I don't think that you should. But that would be the general mindset behind it is... Make people think you're on a higher level than they are. If everybody on your job is wearing a t-shirt, show up in a tie. Uh, I don't even care if you're showing up in a tie and a short sleeve shirt. Oh yeah, which looks ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> but if that's the only shirt you got, hey, go Make go it for work. it. You just if everybody's wearing a t-shirt, show up in a tie. It, you want to prove that you are better than everyone else in every scenario you're in. That's how you become a winner. Workforce logic. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I don't know why I even went there. But like I'm, like I'm joking, but I'm kind of not. At the no, same no, time. I, like I, this no, is one I, of the reasons why everybody thinks that like I'm way smarter than I actually am. I understand the concept. It's no, like, I'm a, I know. Yeah. Like just going, not even hundred percent. Hundred percent is easy. Everybody does hundred percent. Get better. Two hundred bitches. Did you, you ever know? see uh, Boiler Room? Ah, what is? Uh, sound familiar? It's got um, it's got Affleck in it. It's got uh, what's his name? Giovanni Ribisi, I want to say his name is, okay. and also fine as Neil Long. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, it, I think it was trying to be like an updated version of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. But uh, Affleck does this uh, this whole speech when uh, Giovanni gets into um, this uh, this uh, stock firm, yeah. and is he raised this. Uh, I think you, like you're supposed to be their version of always be closing speech. He does the speech about like act as if like act as if you're the the motherfucker in the room with the biggest fucking balls in the room. Like act as if you're the best dressed, the smartest motherfucker that's going on. And it was 
basically like fake it till you make it yeah was the the gist of it and eventually you make it but you make it. again i don't know why you let me keep even just talking that has nothing to do with anything that yeah, you're saying with God, and i feel yeah. like i just keep interrupting and taking over the conversation it's okay and i think i did that last uh or not last week week before last so i've been drinking so i don't really care Give us this day our daily dose of full affliction. Forgive our sins forged at the pulpit with forked tongues selling false sermons. I am a new wave gospel sharp and you'll be thy witness. So gentlemen, if you're gonna preach for God's sakes, preach with conviction. And that was the Something to Do podcast. Hope you guys have fun. I, we enjoyed recording it. Uh, this was Chris Bibb, and there was Ed Carter. He was with us today as well, and we were talking about religion again. We are not theologians of any kind. I don't have a degree in religion, neither does he, not that I know of. So anything that we say is taken with a grain of salt, but still an enjoyable grain. Uh, if you have anything you want to complain about, or just give us questions, comments, concerns for the next episode, you can reach us at something to do podcast at gmail.com. We also have a blog at something to do podcast.blogspot.com and then a Facebook page. All those are without the G, by the way. So the something to do just take the G away. So if you have to really let me spell it out to you, then you aren't listening. Um, the song that I was playing was Who's Gonna Save Your Soul Now by Nowars Barkley. Uh, that was a great little tune right there. And the song we're listening to right now is I Constantly Thank God for Esteban by Panic at the Disco. Oh, also, contact personally if you want to. That was Easy Danger, Ed Carter. That was his Twitter handle. Just look that up. I'm Chris Bibb. B-I-B-B. Not that hard to spell. If you forget it, then I'm sorry. Hope you enjoyed this one. Next episode will be quaint. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Come, congregation, let's sing it like you mean it. No. Don't you get it, don't you get it now, don't you, don't you move Just stay where I can see you, douse the lights We sure are in for a show tonight Just stay where I can see you, douse the lights We sure are in for a show tonight Stay where I can see you, douse the Da 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 da